0: Hey folks, welcome into Pro Football Ireland as we get set this weekend for week 10 of the NFL season. We can't believe we're now hitting double digits into this season. Uh, we're presented by 888 Sport, the official batting partner of the NFL in Ireland and also the UK for the National Football League. Michael McQuaid, Mark Hogan, Jason Hayes. As we get set for week 10, we've got some great news next week. We obviously have this historic weekend in Ireland with the Steelers having their sold out watch party up to 500 fans in Crow Park next weekend in the Hogan Suite. We're gonna have an event on Saturday night with Neil Reynolds from Sky Sports NFL in the Woolshed, Ireland's premium NFL bar with Ireland's biggest and Ireland's best NFL outlet, Pro Football Ireland. L-I-N-K-T-R dot e slash NFL Ireland for tickets. Mark, you may dust off your shoes for that, man. How you doing?
1: I'm most interested in seeing Crow Park without the seats in The Cusick stand, you know, they're upgrading at the moment. And I was like, well, it look right being there. Maybe you won't get a glimpse of it at all. uh, Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it. They're selling the things. Imagine that. They're selling 250 seats from the Cusick stand. I thought that you'd be able to pick one up as a memento for free, but they're trying to keep them exclusive. So uh, I don't know where my thoughts are. I'm obviously excited for the event, but other things are on my mind
0: looking forward to that I'm looking forward to having Neil over as well just a big thanks to Dave for coming over it's it's obviously a very very busy time I mean we're wrecked can't imagine how wrecked he is Um, Jason before we talk about Germany it's good to see you again wearing a Cardinals jersey interesting is this because Kyler's back or what's the crack
2: yeah it's a special week special week this week my man is officially back uh, it's been a long time coming so finally have a reason to tune in and actually watch and hopefully enjoy the Cardinals so I had to had to whiff it out of the wardrobe for that.
0: Hello, Murray. I'm, I'm. I have to say, I'm looking forward to not seeing twi- a tweet from Jason every morning. i um, here's a play until every day. I'm joking. To Kyler plays, I won't mess him on. I actually enjoy it every morning because I'm seeing more of Kyler than I've ever seen. Best luck to him this weekend. Going into week ten, um, second and final German game this weekend, Mark, and it's the fifth and final international game for us in europe this this week i am uh, not a broken man at all I, I feel very fortunate to have experienced the last few weeks of yourself with with everyone i mean it, it it shows you and folks thank you to all of you for listening and watching everybody associated with pro football ireland both nfl and in college has had an opportunity to go to a game either an nfl game or a college game for the last 11 weeks i think that's pretty special mark but germany was pretty special last weekend wasn't it
1: do you know what i'm interested in jason because we were talking about it there saying um how's the body feel and we had alluded that these things aren't easy to do um and yeah you're obviously feeling it now jason that it's like it's so much fun but we're here recording wednesday night and nine o'clock and i'm already looking forward to the sleep on friday night before i have to wake up to get, do it all over again i don't know how you're feeling but um, obviously with your, your leg, you did Trojan work and around the place. But no, it, it was it was good. I suppose the one lucky thing, uh, and it was alluded to by Peter King, is that it wasn't a walking city. I mean, it was kind of more compact. Frankfurt was compared to Munich the year before. And there's a bit of walking to be done in London as well. So uh, from that point of view, we can thank ourselves. But we have so much content still to put out from last weekend. And uh, quick, very quickly coming down the tracks is another uh, Patriots Calls game. So, yeah, it's kind of funny.
0: Before we look at talk or before before we even talk about that Patriots Colts game, just that was your first NFL game to go to his media meeting Peter King having the crack. Were you the Irish journalist on that Monday morning quarterback
2: article, or what was the crack? Unfortunately, not. No, but yeah, what an experience. Uh, Some pinch me, pinch pinch myself kind of moments at times. Uh, Rubbing shoulders with the likes of Peter King, whose work I've been reading and watching for many years. Uh, many other guys there as well. I don't know if listeners follow me on Twitter or anything, but I even bumped into Anton Griezmann, which was just kind of bizarre. I found, wandered onto the, the field after the game. Um, and then he had to go and absolutely shred Celtic yesterday. So we're not friends anymore. We had two days of friendship, but he, he killed that there last night. But yeah, no, great experience, great experience. Great experience. Um, can't wait to do many more of them now. But that, yeah, that Germany, Germany in general, is such a, such a different vibe to the London games, which are great as well. Um, But that, that stadium was loud and those fans really, uh, really invested in the game.
1: Yeah, that's what's crazy about the the German experience is like, that was a home field advantage. I've never seen that in Germany before. We didn't, or in Europe before, I should say. It, did, it wasn't like that in Munich because everyone was the Tom Brady fan really in Munich last year. So it's like, the way that they're able to bring it over, like, I don't know what you think, Michael, like it was 55,000 people and you're kind of thinking, oh, come on, you're coming all this way. We've obviously in Crow Park, we have a stadium that could hold 30,000 people more, which are kind of thinking like, oh, they've gone for the small atmosphere. But then it makes sense when you're there. First of all, it's an insane setup, how they have you like it's like almost like a resort that you're going to, not a stadium because the ticket checks are so far back. But then, like it does, it's it was absolutely electric, both for the Chiefs. The end of the national anthem, when whatever they do, they insert that Chiefs chant at the end. Like Miami made noise as well on some of those third down plays. So it's like, from that point of view, you don't get that in London, and you know we're the ones that love the representation from the thirty-two teams in London. But then you go to Germany, and you're like, whoa, this is a better atmosphere than you can
0: get in an American stadium. I think to be fair to London, the Bills Jags game this year and the Packers Giants game last year, the atmosphere was very good at them. I think Germany obviously, yeah, it does go to a different level. I do agree with you there. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed the game, and I think I tweeted about it. Can we say I tweeted anymore? Like, like an hour before, and the, the the crowd were electric, and it just it really helped with. The fact that you sort of realize, got him in Germany here, and there's an, there's an NFL Sunday on here. It was just a bit nuts, but I I, I loved it. I loved how the Chiefs came out and played. Frankly, over o- only in the country for 24 to 40 to 38 hours, and how the Dolphins took to the city as well. We we obviously got a chance to meet our new best friend Bundy, and it, it was just a really really nice weekend. I uh, got up Monday morning and was just was like a child on Stephen's Day Boxing Day. It was it was it was great. Like I just loved it, and. Uh, and you know what? Like, uh, I'm like, let, let's just jump into this game this weekend. I think any NFL fan, or any analyst, or whatever you want to deem yourself, if you're on i I've listened to NFL podcasts this week that are downplaying this game on Sunday. You know, people that have I've seen at Super Bowls, people have seen at different games. And I don't know what they're trying to do with this this game on Sunday. Is Bill Belichick, who may not be the head coach of this team next year. A legendary figure, a guy that we look back on when we're his age and talk to younger generations, hopefully, when we're old and grey and still doing a podcast at some point about how great this guy was. Coming to Germany with a New England Patriots team that are on the brink of disaster, they need to win this weekend. you could the Indianapolis Colts and Jonathan Taylor Gardner Minshew, fair enough, a Colts team that doesn't historically travel internationally. This is a massive, I like, can never even mind the fact that Sebastian Vollmer, a guy that Jeff Reinbold and the NFL Europe team found in a swimming swimming pool, took him to the States, ended up playing for the Patriots, winning, what, two Super Bowls with a guy called Tom Brady, is taking his team to Germany, to his home country, and he's going to commentate in the game. I think for anyone to sit here, fan or whatever, to say this game means not on this weekend, I have people ask me why I'm going over to this game. I'm going over to this game because we're lucky to have a game in Europe at all do you know I'm, i don't it's
1: not worth giving attention that's that's insane i haven't i must say i haven't seen that kind of attention being given to the game i think it is very positive i think that a lot of people are yeah. excited that it's in germany so it's like i don't like there's no point focusing on the negatives like i do feel like 90 are probably very positive like yeah it's not the dolphins chiefs but it's still a class game this was the thing for could me better. In terms of in terms of the offense. Like like I'm... Yeah, like these two, two teams could hopefully let her well, maybe not rip in terms of how the Patriots are playing, it's not their stall right now. Obviously, we know that they're going for more shadow passes and just keeping it a bit more like up tempo or just sorry, fast plays out of Mac Jones who so doesn't have to overthink it. But it's like, yeah, it could be opened up and it's like you never know what is gonna come gonna come from regain. But it's also the history of the fixture, the Colts versus the Patriots. Once upon a time though, I was playing Manning versus Tom Brady. I suppose from that point of view i've never seen the colts and um, I'm, I'm not saying it's difficult to go and see the colts but it's one of those teams that the cardinals don't link up with that often so it's like i'm thrilled that i get to see the colts i've never seen the pages to see the patriots obviously it's a bit more expensive to go to their games but um yeah whatever about the negativity it's like i think there's a lot of positivity that we are seeing um relatively healthy teams going out there and playing this weekend we're getting the likes of a johnson taylor and stuff and it's so maybe it's people are after getting a bit too greedy because we are, I think that's what such, it is we are getting some really, really fantastic games in Europe. I was talking to Peter King and <laughs> clearly trying to get a mention in his um, yeah. column. I, I gave him one of the numbers that he didn't use, but basically pointing out that five out of the six most likely AFC Super Bowl contenders have played this year in Europe. It has been an absolute bumper year. He didn't want to stat. We're fine. that's fine peter it would have gone down well i think it would have illustrated your point even better but um yeah no like if people aren't whatever we're i i'm enjoying it. I, I don't know why anyone would ask why you're not going over that insane
0: my idea like look my dms every day not to get a in out here mad crack i mean i'll give a shout out to andy from dublin who wants to meet us in the pub at seven o'clock on saturday morning big colts fan there's guys, girls from Ireland really, really excited this game. I'm really excited for the game, and we're privileged to be able to cover it for Pro Football Ireland and for fans in, in Ireland. And obviously, props to the NFL for that. Jason, I'm like a kid at Christmas on the drive to the Gwil- to to, to Guild Talk or to like a music festival. They'll walk into a press conference. I'm going to be able to sit and look at Bill Balachik, which could potentially be after. If they lose that game, that press conference is going to be incredible. The tension,
2: yeah, it's like we've never seen Belichick in this position um, with the Patriots. Whereas career, or whereas, um, you know, time as as head coach can genuinely be questioned. And uh, past couple of years, they have of course gone backwards since Brady left, which was expected. Um, but they were still competitive for the most part. But this year has been just. You know, a, a year on, like we've seen with Belichick at the helm for a very long time. I don't think we're going to. I've seen some articles about, you know, could Belichick be fired midseason? I think that would just be an absolute disgrace for what he's done for the Patriots. And I don't really get these midseason firings in the first place, to be honest, unless there's some controversy behind this, because who are you going to get right now? You might as well um play it out with him. But if the Patriots can. Look we're over the halfway point of the season. And. As much as people like to say. I want to win the games. You know I'm following my team. I'm rooting for my team to win. At some point. Losing becomes the better option. And I think we're almost at that stage with the Patriots. I do think. I do kind of fancy them against the Colts to be honest. Um, But if they do. They do continue to lose, and they have do have some tough tough games coming down the stretch. They could be in play for one of those top two quarterbacks. And, you know, out of nowhere then, the Patriots have a, a true number one quarterback again. And maybe Belichick has kept on, and maybe this is his grand plan the whole the whole time. I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, that's but such, just on...
1: That's such an interesting point, though, that you make. Of, it's one that I've never thought about before, but... Bill Belichick, the mastermind, you would imagine he respects winning too much. But is he such a mastermind that he would lean into that? Uh, like you put it, the idea into my head that it's like, oh, as the general manager, maybe he does look at like not tanking, absolutely not tanking. Mm-hmm. But like there is something to Bill Belichick that would get excited because, again, we've never seen him in a spot that he's going to have a high draft pick. And all of a sudden, if he does, it's like, I kind of want to see that version of him when he's picking atop the, the draft board the whole time in each of the different rounds. I can't see him, I can't see them, you know, tang- you know, that's such a hard word, but with uh, Belgic he respects it too much. But there is kind of, um, yeah, the uh, evil mind at work of Belgic that I get that image of <laughs> with the draft pick.
2: But just in terms of like the, You know, uh, yeah, I I haven't seen too much of the negativity around the game either, Michael, but yeah, seeing a guy like Bill Belichick um, over in Europe, these opportunities don't come around often. And in a lot of the the build up to the the game last week, uh, I think with CBS, we're doing a lot of on street interviews with fans and it felt like it must have been 50% of the, the Germans walking along the street were fans of the Patriots. So despite their down year, I could easily see um, a crowd. I'd be surprised if it's quite as strong as uh, Chiefs last week because that'd be tough to match. But I think we could see a very pro Patriots crowd um, this weekend. Colts have been involved in some very exciting games this year. Some of the best games, to be honest, including last Sunday, have come from games that you wouldn't expect. Um, And I think this could definitely be one of them. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to another 12 straight hours of Sunday. But I will. I will say I'm 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 relieved to be sitting this one on my couch because I was absolutely exhausted after last weekend.
0: This Saturday, I believe it's Saturday or Monday, is the one-year anniversary of the legendary now Munich game. And uh, I think a lot of us maybe took for granted the fact that we now look back and we know this was Tom Brady's final international game. I think if you had known that was going to be the end, completely you would have even seen it in a different light when you were watching it live in person. But we're, you know, I think anyone that was there was privileged to be at one of Tom Brady's final games. He retired two and a half three months later. I believe that this will be this will be good. This will this will be Bill Belichick's final year in New England. I think he deserves to go out with dignity, regardless of what happens this weekend. I think they will win the game. Um, I think they'll get a win for Sebastian Vollmer and Co, which we'll talk about in a bit. But. Um, yes the more i think about it the more i feel like the atmosphere is going to be electric in the sense of there's a lot of patriots fans i think it'll be very much like the ravens titans game in london it, they will outnumber the colts fans tenfold in, in my opinion but I, i'm i'm really excited for this game um, and looking forward to seeing everybody in frankfurt this weekend please do let us know if you're out there and look it's a privilege to cover any game we are so lucky to cover games in europe for this never mind five to you know
1: we are though michael but but Put a pause on uh, asking people to um, reach out to us because we made that mistake last week, and now uh, we ended up in bed at two or half two in the morning because we stayed out oh, a bit too we late. So, if we are, um, if if you do reach out with us, maybe let's keep it more responsible this
0: time because we can't do that again. <laughs> Be grand. See Be grand. Uh, it all for noon next week. Right, uh, that was interesting. I will. We will get your picks in the the um, the picks graphic this week your boy's on 90 wins through 10 weeks I'll take that, that's solid enough isn't it Mark, yeah
1: yeah, What? Uh, I don't have it now ahead of me I oh, here, don't you, worry. I,
0: I've counted it up
1: so it's all good yeah, Um. Oh, there you go you're excited now, there was a time there four weeks ago just that you were saying we should abandon the picks because it's not worth <laughs> making a graphic and at the time just coincidentally you were bottom so it's been an insane turnaround in the space of a month watch it go to absolute this weekend <laughs> don't bring uh, it up uh, don't bring it up that's the thing it's like don't bring up the takes until it's done and dusted and it's february and you can forget about it or sit on your throne after winning it
0: mark i know i know you want us to talk this week about uh future head coaches we're we're, we're already getting into the uh period of the season where yeah you know you've mentioned there now the patriots and potentially their draft situation next year but Guys that we could identify that are performing very well at different levels in teams that we could look at as potential head coaches next season and beyond. Do you want to start us off, Marcus? Yes,
1: yeah, so it was. It's funny because we were going to do this last week when you're off, Jason and I. And then obviously what happened with the Raiders happened with the Raiders. And we're like, oh, do you know, what? we'll park it. But obviously it is timely because it is that stretch of the season where names start to separate and it really is because funny last year, this time last year, I would text you Jason something about like who are the Cardinals going to look at? Because we knew Cliff Kingsbury, the writing was on the wall thinking about it this year. I actually don't think there's going to be as many openings because what we had eight or nine last year, wasn't it? It's like, look, normally there probably is around seven, but last year there was a particularly high number. And I don't think any of the first year or second year guys have been too poor. I think there's, going to be a lot of continuity so it's like, well, we only see four or five guys fired. Like, cause I'm only seeing one as an absolute cert right now. And that's obviously in Washington. If you're saying the likes of Bill Belichick, maybe Michael as well. That's Todd Bowles maybe? yeah, I don't know about Todd Bowles. Um, yeah, like they should, they do need a culture change, but I suppose like that one's a difficult one. Um, yeah, that would that was, yeah, yeah. But look, we'll see it all coming out, but, um, yeah, I suppose we're gonna focus on the names that we wanna see, or not wanna see, we expect to see come out with this um in this cycle. And I suppose there's no obvious ones apart from um a certain defensive coordinator out of Cincinnati. But maybe I played this a bit too cute, but I think a guy that will get his chance next year is Eric Bieniemy. Why is Eric Bieniemy going to get his chance fortune? Um I don't know that he do this on purpose, but I think he will be the future head coach of the Washington Commanders. He went there, obviously, for this year because he had to break away from the Kansas City Chiefs. He was a 10-year running backs coach. He was a five-year then offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. I thought that showed last week when he was playing against the Patriots and the familiarity with an AFC team like that that he was able to show that he can beat that defense. And while a lot has been going wrong with Washington the offense has been shown plenty of signs. Like Sam Howell as a fifth-round pick from last year is looking quite promising. Like, it's actually pretty insane when you look into his stats. Uh, fourth-most passing per game, He tied seventh with in touchdowns with CJ Stroud. And it's like when we're talking so highly about CJ Stroud, Sam Howell actually beats him in, in the stats at least. And, um, yeah, there's obviously, we like his running, but only twice has he had more than five rushing attempts. I wonder, can he go a bit more into Josh Allen of past and develop that a bit more. So I suppose just because we've seen signs of life out of an Eric B. Enemy offense, it's actually an insane stat that Sam Howell has had more big time throws than anyone in the league. That's one of those PFF stats. And it just speaks to that gunslinging, high-powered offense that Eric Bieniemy actually has brought along with him from Kansas City. I mean, we haven't really talked about it enough because obviously he has been a big name. When you're talking about relatively new owners obviously of last year, wanting that attractive style of the passing game, a guy that like has more dropbacks in the league than anyone else the desire from Eric Biennemi. I have to say, he's one of those guys that has no moral victories at all. When they almost beat the Philadelphia Eagles and people were saying, oh, your O-line is fine, look better. He didn't want to hear it. I was like, I think that will appeal to the owners. And they're like, yeah, well, Ron Rivera wasn't showing as much passion. He was this guy all along saying it's not good enough. I want to fix it. He actually said in one of the press conferences, excuse the language, but a few weeks back, being like, I need to clean this shit up. That's what I'm here for. I was like, that's the kind of stuff you want to hear your coach saying The only Asterix I have next to his name, is that storyline that was there in August that he was too intense for players? And we were kind of thinking, Oh, is that why he hasn't become a head coach so far? But uh, yeah, I think he's in a good position, Michael, for next year.
2: Are we are enough you know, um the Chiefs are having their biggest down year in offense in the Patrick Mahomes era? We aren't here seeing much people talk about the fact that there's you know it, Eric, it's been there, isn't, those, isn't like, like, it was
0: there last year, We bit with like the, the first few. Do you remember the first few weeks when he lost Tyreek Hill and there was a the whole argument that the, there wasn't enough offensive weapons on the Chiefs and then suddenly had the hide down a little bit because they got it together? I feel like eventually it will break, if not this season, next season, because they can't keep doing what they're doing. I don't mean to butt in, sorry.
2: Yeah, no, I'm just making the point that, um, you know, people have questions about enemy proving himself away from Andy Reid um, because he's been under his wing the whole time in Kansas really um, but yeah Jesus, Chiefs are having a down year Washington's offense is having a year unlike they've had in recent times I, I definitely think Eric Bieniemy is the, the common denominator there
1: and that was the storyline going into it all he has to get out of Kansas City because no one's given him any dues because it's all been put on Andy Reid and he has, like, for better or worse, whether you trust in the offense or not, it's definitely putting up the numbers. The defense is obviously Ron Rivera's side of the ball. Um, Yeah, I, I think Eric, Eric Biennium is good. See, he does have the benefit of having great playmakers, and that's what frustrates people. It's like, why isn't Terry McLaurin getting, like, so many touchdowns? It's very easy to point out, oh, the O-line isn't good because, what is it, 47 sacks, 44 sacks that Hell has taken now? But like I said, he has more dropped backs than anyone else in the league. They are slinging the ball around. So it's like... I think there's plenty there signs of growth that if you want to keep that continuity and you're getting the best out of Sam Howell and you mightn't be able to be able to get one of those top quarterbacks because you're going to be picking a bit further back than those other teams you'd imagine it's like yeah then just run with Eric enemy. you've nothing to lose there I think at least
0: I'll, uh, I'll jump in mine first Jason so you can argue and then give yours if you if, if we're up for it um, Lions, Ben Johnson boom shakalaka has to happen boys I mean if you look at how The league is going. Young guys, guys that are talented, guys that have offensive minds. You want those sort of guys. I think Ben Johnson is the sort of man that any team would want. He's been able like that's the way that the Lions have changed over the last 18 to 24 months. Obviously with Dan Campbell as a major factor, but around them with their coaching staff, they went from literally bottom or next to bottom in the league. And now they're literally I think seventh or eighth in the league with most points scored per game this offense has been transformed jargoth when the the tree had originally happened i wouldn't say people looked at it like a joke but i think a lot of people in the way that the lions were looked at jargoth going well he's done he's not going to do much in detroit he'll come in and that'll be it you know ben johnson comes in last year and just look at how jargoth has compared since 29 touchdowns last year 19 the year before Unbelievable, and I, I really feel, I mentioned a second ago, Mark, about Todd Bowles. I, I, I think the way that the the that, that the Bucks are going this season, I, I just don't see how Bowles, if the trajectory continues, I don't see how Todd Bowles can continue his job in Tampa Bay. I, I don't think they're getting enough out of Baker Mayfield, the quarterback. I believe that Ben Johnson could be the guy to get more out of and the former number one pick in Baker Mayfield. I feel that if you look at, where the Bucks are, if they can get more out of the quarterback play, they're not that far off. I feel like Johnson will be one of the—he'll be one of the guys that do move. I agree. I don't think the market will be as busy this year as last year, but watch out for Ben Johnson, folks. And remember this TikTok reel when it comes up in early February next year. In terms of I the think- enemy, I don't, I don't want to jump too much on it. I don't want to go say too much here. I think there's a reason he was never given the head coaching job or never given the head coaching job when he was at KC to go somewhere else. He has more history than some of the things that are said about the way he's on this team. And if he was the head coach of the Commanders, I'd be very interested to see how that goes. I feel like the enemy obviously left Kansas City for a reason, of course. He feels he deserves better. I understand that. I, I agree with that. Is Washington the right fit? We'll see.
1: I think with those owners, with Shaquille and all involved, I think that they could do it. But I, I do want to say the Ben Johnson, I think the excellent points that you make, Tampa Bay, makes so much sense. I want to ask you one thing, though. Do you think, and Jason joined in as well because we know what happened with Jonathan Gannon and the Eagles last year, is Detroit the one place that will hold on to an offensive coordinator because they'll say, let's just try and run this thing back one more time because we're getting so close and we haven't, as a franchise, been here for so long. And just because Dan Campbell is that kind of coach, that kind of convincing, you know, just everyone loves his character, his personality, that would he do you think? be able to convince. And that's why I say the Jonathan Gannon thing. The Eagles offered him more money to stay as a defensive coordinator last year, but he said, no, this is my chance to become a head coach. Ben Johnson is a young guy. I believe he might have as much experience as a time for him or could he flame out like a Josh McDaniels? What do you guys think?
0: I think that's a really good point. Like just genuinely because he is he, he is quite young in the sense of maybe he feels like he can sit back for a few more years. If you, if you believe in Dan Campbell and you believe in this Lions offense, and the Lions team itself and the direction in which they're going in stay go win a ring, go get a ring. The NFC not great, so level up next year, continue to build, go win a ring. But we all know what will happen, everyone gets fame hungry. So, yeah, we, we have
2: in seen it. The, uh, the past couple of years, there's been a couple of coaches, um, turned down uh, roles. Dan Quinn withdrew his name from the hash. blind Brian Flores. These are guys first who Cardinals were pursuing so maybe that's why they, they withdrew their names but um, yeah it kind of depends on the opportunities that are there as well I suppose if if there's a team that jumps out that looks like a, a good ownership a good structure and all this because that is so important for success um, then they might go for it but there's certain teams around the league who um, a head coach might be more inclined to wait till the next cycle I will say though that you know, it's a big thing becoming a head coach, and opportunities mightn't come around twice if they if they do pass up, and then they might have a down year in their coordinator positions, whoever it may be. Um, so it, it is a gamble as well, and it's a gamble on yourself to, to pass on that. It's almost like, you know, we haven't talked much about the the draft, and I don't want to talk about it yet. But Caleb Williams going back to to USC, and now all of a sudden there's some doubts about the way he's playing. Um. Whereas if he, you know, was drafted a year earlier, then um, we wouldn't even have those doubts. But anyway, um, I find it interesting that Bodoavi picked two offensive coaches there because I think this year, unlike years past, where the trend has been getting the new McVeigh or Mike McDaniel or whatever it is, um, I think most of the candidates are actually on the defensive side of the ball this year, and I, I think that's where we're seeing a lot of the top teams around the league, Excel. You know, teams like Kansas City, uh, Jacksonville, Baltimore, uh, Cleveland. All teams with very good-looking offenses, but it's actually the defenses are the the main drivers of success. I'm going to go with uh, Cincinnati. Mark mentioned him there to start, and I think Lou Anarumo is is due his opportunity to be head coach. The last few weeks, we've seen Joe Burrow take the headlines because Joe Burrow is back playing like Joe Burrow, and he is. But probably not enough people are, are talking about the, the defense and the other side of the ball and how important that's been to the, to the last few wins. They've just beaten the the Seahawks, the 49ers and the Bills in the last three games. And in those three games, um, they only conceded an average of 16 points. So that's some huge performances um, to get those three wins in a row and make life a lot easier on Joe Burrow. Uh, There are, You know, they give up a few yards, but they're much stronger in scoring defense, top five in takeaways. Um, It's a pretty young unit overall and probably doesn't have the the firepower compared to some units around the league, But uh, definitely Adam I think, is is good at getting the most out of his team. They were fifth in in scoring defense last year, and that allowed him to uh, interview and get to the last round of interview with the Arizona Cardinals until they chose to go with um, Jonathan Gannon. But I do think, look, he's been coaching through college and through the NFL for many years Uh, I was actually looking at some of his background before this and since 1990 he's been a defensive back coach all the way up to to New York Giants in 2018 so that's like 28 years of being a defensive back coach I thought that was a bit unusual normally you see um, coaches kind of bounce around a few different positions but since taking over as defensive coordinator coordinator of Cincinnati in 2019 he's progressed every year and um definitely fifty seven years old. I think it's his time to, to try and take over a team for himself.
0: Yeah. Love it. Boys, this is sort of the awesome you don't get in any other Irish podcast or any UK podcast, I
1: think. Love it. Do you know it's funny, Michael, because um we were actually texting Jason said there was no direct preview and it's like I don't even know if we're part of a preview show. Like we are and we aren't. I love that we're able like this we, is it's we, worth we've talking got about Right, right. And it's like, I, I, I think it's timely to focus on this. Like, you, you want to start paying attention to certain Do you want to? know? you don't have to at all. But it's like, I think it's worth bringing up some guys, three guys that we haven't mentioned all years by name that need their dues because we're going to start talking. And it's going to become the trendy thing. We need to get ahead of it before one of these becomes a CJ Stroud and everyone else is talking about it, you know, that kind of way, which... Jason do you agree with me I said it on our podcast With James this week The only reason I was Paying attention to the Houston Texans In any capacity More than anyone else Was because Michael here Mentioned them twice In our headache And I was like Wait why are these guys Playing so well So it's like It was not a shock to me That DJ Stroud is playing well But then I guess It was to people That don't listen to Pro Football Ireland On a Thursday
2: Yeah absolutely I, I wasn't expecting Much out of the Texans But uh, Michael's been on the ball From, from day one this season between between
1: your
2: your picks, Michael? I mean, like, <laughs> look,
0: I think for some, look, like if if people want to listen to the picks podcast, that's great. But we're not Rich Eisen, we're not... If anyone
1: um, is listening to this and not actually watching, Michael's gone bright red now with the praise that we've been lumping on him. No, it's just high.
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, way uh, look, I like the picks podcast with Jeff because we put it all aside we do a quick we, we run through it in 20 minutes I do a I do a batting podcast for you today with Michaela on a Friday that's enough there's no point in like look I love you lads but nobody's going to be sitting watching the game at seven o'clock and they're like oh well, God who, what who do the boys pick they get, they, there's a graphic there if they want it so like yes look mm. we we appreciate the support folks and uh yeah i i like the way that this goes around certain topics i think it goes out at the right time of the week for it as well and there's also a different special podcast going out this week that these boys have no idea about. so stay tuned for that thanks i feel excluded <laughs> i can't bring you on no go on go on we're,
1: we're 33 minutes into this, this. Do you want to guess we're 30 um dan whelan is going to be on boom nice another one dan whelan's coming on, on the podcast dan whelan